give it a go. Uh, right guys, hello everyone and thanks everyone for watching our episode last week. Uh, so this is episode two of our TaylorMade, ca- TaylorMade podcast, sorry. Uh, Fionn here again and Gavin as well today. Um, so what we decided to base this week's episode on, we got a good bit of feedback uh, through social media on some questions and stuff that people were asking us and even in the gym as well. So we said we based today's uh, podcast on some of those topics that we were asked. Yes, we've got a new mic as well. Hopefully it works good. We'll yeah. see how it goes. We're upgrading, lads. Re-invest. We'll get new cameras and on. Soon. Re-invest. Um Yeah, so the first question that I got asked there during the week was from a guy named uh, Patsy, actually. And Patsy used to do, he, he always trained for years. He used to do a little bit of boxing. And lately what he was doing was a lot of strength training. Uh, he was training in the gym. He was doing a lot of isolation exercises and a lot of movements on machines. And what he noticed over the last couple of months, since he changed his training approach to a more structured-based program uh, involving exercises that utilize much more muscle groups in single movements, so exercises like squats, uh, deadlifts, uh, bench press, basically your free weight and body weight movements. Since he started incorporating a lot more of these exercises and focusing on getting stronger in these exercises, he was noticing that he was getting much better results in both his physique and his strength as well. Um, so he was asking a question on, you know, why was this the case? Uh, why was there such a big difference uh, in his results just on those few little tweaks? And the way that I usually uh, explain that to people is it's through a principle called progressive overload. Um, so progressive overload, the way I usually like to describe progressive overload is through an old story about a bull named Milo. <laughs> you know is that last when I tell the story? Milo and the bull. The as well. Milo the bull. I'm going somewhere with this, guys. So Milo the Bull, um, years... Our members love this story, uh, guys. Yeah, the members love it. The members are sick <laughs> to the teeth hearing the story. Uh, but anyways, Milo the Bull. Um, so there was this man that he had a bull and he used to carry the bull every day. As he carried the bull, the bull was growing bigger and bigger every day. So the man had to adapt to that. He had to adapt to the bull growing bigger so it forced him to grow stronger. Um, so if we implement that through strength training, uh, making sure that over time we're placing more demands on the body, uh, it can be heavier weights, adding more repetitions, stuff like that. So making sure that we're manipulating either weight or the amount of reps we're doing or something like that. Basically making sure we're placing more demands on the body over time and that's how we get better and that's how we get better results. And that's what happened to Patsy um, since he started implementing. I think part of that Gavin as well is actually having a structured plan when you went to the gym. Yeah. So like what he was probably doing before and what loads of people probably do is they go into the gym and they probably don't have a weekly or a monthly or even a three month plan and they're just kind of making it up as they go. Um, whereas what he switched over to and what Gavin's talking about is he now has that member in question now has, I think he's on a 12 week program at the moment. So it's structured out for 12 weeks and he actually, we get all of our members to track their, their, their weights and reps and sets so that they're adding weight to the bar over time. Now you're not gonna add weight every single workout, but like Gavin was saying, Progressive overload could be adding an extra rep or two with the same weight or adding more volume or adding more weight and once you're tracking it and you're you're you know progressing in terms of your strength over time that's where the real gains come from as well as that Gavin I was just talking to that guy as well during the week he mentioned that he never used to squat never used to deadlift um, at all so like you know quite a lot of maybe free weight stuff for the upper body and then when it comes to the lower body maybe a lot of isolation machine work so like there's a combination of being on a, a structured progressive overload program, but also utilizing some of the exercises that we do here more so than 
a lot of stuff like mm. leg extensions, leg curls. Yeah. We would add in squats, front squats, sumo deadlifts, that type of thing. So you're 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 getting more stimulus with more muscle groups as well. Cool. Yeah. So just to summarize on what Fionn kind of said there, um, kind of three main things there. I think if I have that right, um, making sure to have a plan, have a plan, structure program, structure program. Um, and then, like the program, the structure program should include progressive overload. Yeah. Where it's more demand in the body over time. Adding reps, adding weight, or a bowl, or volume, whichever it is, or a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, then the exercise selection. This is all part of the plan. Really, should be the vast majority of like you know your your big compound lifts. Yeah. So your squats, your deadlifts, free weight, bench press, lifts, overhead yeah. press, pull ups, rows, that sort of thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Hope that answers that. Yeah, I think that answers that one. Um, what was the next question we got there, Phil? Um, we got. This is a question for you, Gav. Oh, here we go. This, this should be good. <laughs> this was on our Instagram. Gavin, how much synthol do you inject to get calves as big oh, as yours? Uh, who, who sent on that question? For? I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Um, I have no idea. Tell them the truth. Um, Tell I'm, them to I'm the viewers. Not the best, truth. I'm probably not the best person to ask that question. Um, calves <laughs> is probably something that I, I've overlooked in my training in the last few years. The members know that. Yeah. So that was a bit of a joke. But anyway. Um, Good question here from a guy. Um, how do you get the willpower to stick to it, Gav? So how do you get the willpower, willpower to, to stick, stick to, to your training, nutrition, this kind of lifestyle that we follow in general? How do you do it? And how would you advise maybe this guy who is obviously struggling, struggling a little bit with, with willpower to stick to his training program? What would yeah, you say? Um, I kind of like that question because I think it's something that uh, everybody can relate to. Um, sometimes, you know, like obviously we, we love training and that's why we're in this industry. So, oh, just make sure it's recording. I, I think it's recording. Anyways. 14 minutes, yeah, we're but, good. Um, yeah, we love training, so we probably find it a little bit easier than a lot of people to train just for that reason. Um, but we might struggle with other things as well. We might struggle with doing admin work for, for business. I hate admin work, but it has to be done. Um, so I think uh, motivation is something that's often overlooked. Um, I think what really helps, and it kind of comes back to what Fionn was talking about over there, Sometimes we're not going to be motivated to train, we're not going to be motivated to work, um, but having discipline and structure, so having a plan in place uh, and following that plan week in, week out, uh, as much as we can. So if we, as an example, if we get up at the same time every day, uh, we go to train and we go training at this, you know, the same time each day or every couple of days or whatever it is, so we might have a plan during the week to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, at, I know it could be 6pm or 6am, uh, but I think that's the first step is having that plan in place, having that structure, and then having the discipline to stick to it. Because some, to be honest, sometimes we're just not going to feel like it. Um, we just have to get on with it, unfortunately. But I think having, having a plan and a structure, I think, can, can really help that. Um, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes when people look at willpower and motivation, they kind of look at it you know, incorrectly, like motivation is fine. Like you can sit down and it, watch. It, motivation comes and goes. Like, yeah, it's not you, always can, be you can sit down and watch a YouTube video that gets you really amped up, but like you're not going to be like that all of the time. So no. I think like what Gavin was saying is having a weekly agenda and then sticking to your plan. It's more disciplined than it is motivation. And then I think what happens is like you become what you repeatedly do through habits. So you know. Getting into bad, poor nutrition and training habits is the exact same as getting into good habits. The only difference is a decision in one day. So like you can, on a Monday, if you get in your Monday workout, that leads you on to hitting your Tuesday workout. 
and then you, you know obviously it just it's a spiral on from there whereas you could just do the polar opposite you could come in and miss your monday workout because of a simple little decision yeah and then that's a that could spiral on for a week or two or three weeks yeah so it's more discipline sticking to your yeah plan. yeah absolutely and i know sometimes look like yeah, it's it motivation. The way and it, it throws your plan you have to you know rejig your plan but mm. look sometimes you have to do that but then you might have to just replan so instead of the monday you might just do the same time on the tuesday yeah um, but definitely as fiona was saying discipline is the key yeah. and I think I think that can be trained as well like I think willpower can be can be trained like a muscle can be trained yeah like you get we see it here all the time when people start training they, they dread it they hate the first week usually hate the second week but then you know they start to, to enjoy it and a big thing there that I should have put in there um, as opposed to willpower what can really help is having a training buddy so training somewhere where there's a bit of a community somebody at, to keep you accountable yeah, to keep you accountable somewhere where there's a bit of a community atmosphere uh, where you can train people with similar goals and it, it tends to be a lot more enjoyable uh, when you tra- train in a group and those people hold you accountable as well so i think that's also something that can really help definitely um i hope that answers that question uh another question we got there was this is a kind of a vague question so we might look at it from a couple of different points but uh injuries when to get back to training after a back injury um yeah so as, as i was saying uh, kind of a fair question, so it's really hard to put context on that um, unless we know the specific injury. Um, but as a rule of thumb, uh, what I always like to tell people that come in with an injury is if they're able to train around that injury without causing any pain to where the injury site is, uh, they're usually good to go. But if they're training, so if it's a back injury and they're, I don't know, doing deadlifts and it's hurting their back, that's probably not a good idea. Um, but if they're able to maybe do a lunge and it's not hurting their back well then you know that's that that's perfect um yeah buddy anything on that like i suppose you know a back injury could be anything it could be you know a car crash or after a surgery or it Mm. could just be a little bit of a tweak i would say uh you know whoever your healthcare professional is follow their advice first of all um but secondly um you know if it's if it's like a minor injury like a back pain or whatnot first thing i would do is address and find out you know usually these things happen because there's a restriction somewhere yeah. so a lot of that stuff can be addressed you know just because you have a little niggle doesn't mean you have to take you know two weeks off completely i would like that try to try your best to work around the injury and keep the habit of training going yeah. so for example if you had you know we had people in here who have like you know, broken elbows broken wrists shoulder issues they can still do a lot of lower body stuff you Absolutely. know you can still do lower yeah, body yeah, conditioning yeah. you can still 100%. get on a bike you can still probably run a little bit you know you can still do you know safety bar squats maybe instead of a back squat or you can you know you can always work it work around it so yeah maybe look at the injury you have see what you can do at the moment uh, work around it to keep the habits and then if it's a if it's a musculoskeletal thing just look at you know what actually Cause you to maybe have the, the injury in the first place and see can you address some of those decisions? Yeah, or get seen as Fiona saying, get seen to by a professional, by a physio or healthcare professional, or whoever it is that you know is obviously an expert in dealing with those type of injuries. Uh, but in general, yeah, walk around it as much as possible. If you're able to walk around it and it's not hurting you, happy days. Yeah, injuries are part parcel of it. You know, like we yeah. all suffer with little niggles here and there. You just have to, you know address them and walk around it definitely don't throw throw the throw the ties out of the pram just because you have a little niggle or you know an injury definitely there's stuff that you can still do you know no matter how small or big um but yeah that's what i have to say about that yeah i think is there is there any more questions there fiona do you want to answer this one monster energy as a health drink so i'll let you take that one <laughs> monster energy as a health <laughs> i don't even know how to answer that one 
Monster energy as a hell trick. Well, the lad who answered the, or asked yeah, us that asked question, yeah. I think he needs to lay off the monster, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> he doesn't need any sugar. He's surviving on caffeine. Anyway, yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. I don't really advise drinking sugar just for the sake of drinking sugar. If you want a little bit of caffeine, I'm sure there's other ways to do it, but yeah. That's, yeah. that's my answer uh, that. No, that's, that's cool. Uh, we'll wrap things up there. We're hoping now next week, hopefully we should have um, a guest speaker on. So we're super excited for that. Um, so we'll be chatting to you all soon, guys. Thanks very much. And don't be afraid to ask us loads of questions as well. We'll probably include in these podcasts questions we get throughout the, 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 uh, oh, throughout yes. the week during the yeah. gym and on social media and whatnot. Yeah. So. so same thing again. We'll put up an hour poll on Instagram and we'll get some, some questions from you as well.